My name is Rob, and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. This week, we switch things up a bit and chat with one of the fastest pace groups at Big River Training Team. That is the 8-Minute Pace Group. How would you spend the perfect spring morning? This morning, I got to spend it by running a loop in one of our favorite parks, Forest Park, with the 8-Minute Pace Group then spending an hour or so afterwards chatting with them about both the challenges and benefits of running. Is running right for you? And is a running community like Big River Training Team right for you? Listen to my friends and discover for yourself. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. So first of all, thank you for getting together after a run like this in order to do today's podcast. I appreciate it. Um, So the way I thought we could first start things out is tell me a little bit about yourself. First of all, your name your age, what your current career is, and then something that you're passionate about in life other than running, because the rest of the podcast is going to be about running. So um, in order to make this easy, why don't we start with ladies first? Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are my passions? What's your name? Okay. <laughs> uh, my name is Rachel Amond. I'm 32. I'm currently a school psychologist. And I am passionate about school psychology. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, my name is Andy Amons. I'm 38. I am the director of education and community engagement for a nonprofit organization called Jazz St. Louis. Uh, and that's, I guess, I'm passionate about music. Mm. Good, beautiful. Greg? Um, my name is Greg Artime. I'm 38. I'm a web developer and passionate about uh, concert photography. Uh, my name is Peyton. I'm 22. I go to Logan University and I'm really passionate just about learning about the human body and how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hi, my name is Jen Hannigan. I'm 28. Um, I work as a federal employee for the Department of the Air Force. Um, really passionate about logistics and process improvement. Logistics. There's nothing more exciting than <laughs> logistics. <laughs> good. Somebody has good passion. Scott? Hi, I'm Scott Basso. I'm 37. I work up at WashU making sure all the research folks get the materials they need. And I am very passionate about martial arts. I've been doing it for almost 27 years now. Hi, I'm Brian Carter. I'm 48, um, and I uh, am a resolution specialist uh, at Edward Jones. And one of my passions right now is I'm on this quest to do 50 marathons in 50 states. So I just finished state 19. So that's one of my passions. Hi, I'm Julie Lassa-Snow, and I am 41, and I'm a licensed counselor in a school, and I'm passionate about mental health. Uh, environment. <laughs> I love gardening and wildlife. Good. Beautiful. Nick? Hi, my name's Nick. Um, I'm 20. I work for Big River right now. Um, one of my passions are also uh, music and animals. Sure. Okay. So now running. Let's talk about running. Um, how'd you get into running? Have you been a runner since birth? If not, what was your draw or attraction? Was it general health? Was it the social aspect? Maybe you were bored? Or maybe some sort of major turning point in your life? Rachel, running. Um, I started running 
was 11. So I've been doing it a long time. Um, initially, it just started as uh, an activity, an after-school activity. Um, and then it became more than that for me um, and has really been something that's part of a healthy lifestyle for me um, and has really benefited my mental health mostly. So. Good. Andy? Um, I started running in my late 20s, just about 11 years ago, I think. Um, just had friends that were fairly regular runners and we started doing the Big River Monday night run at the South City store and um, it just became a part of my life. I got in better shape, lost a, a fair amount of weight and and then when I started dating Rachel, who is much more intense about it than anybody else in my life, uh, I started running even more enough that she dragged me on a 2020 COVID marathon. So was it a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it's a good thing, yeah. oh, most days. Yeah. Yeah. Greg? Uh, started shortly out of high, high school, so about 20 years now. Um, my dad was always a runner, so I was kind of always exposed to it, but never got into it. Um, but I was always just kind of a few miles here and there, you know, 20 a week or something like that, but then I started getting serious about five years ago. Great. Um, I was in... I did any and all sports in high school, as many as I could. Hated running at first because of that. It was always the punishment. And then ended up running one year in undergrad and said, I'm done with this. This is not, this is all punishment right now. And then about, um, I didn't really start getting into running until the fall of last year. It was more of something I did like last summer just to hang out with friends, not actually enjoy running. <laughs> and yeah, so a few months now. Yeah, beautiful. Jen? Yeah. I, I stumbled upon running uh, when I was 15 in high school. So my I was a softball player um, and my favorite part of softball was running laps. So I figured maybe <laughs> I should switch. And so, <laughs> um, so started running in high school and really just built a great community of friends and I, I enjoyed it. And I think what I love most about running or one of the many things I love about running is the work you put in, for me at least, directly corresponds to the results versus more technical sports. I mean, you can try really hard and maybe you don't get the same result, but yeah. um, and then just found it's a great lifetime sport. I meet great people through it, races, just Absolutely. build such yeah. a great community. So that's how it started, but it's continued because of the people. Yeah. Good, beautiful. Yeah. So in elementary school and high school, I was always the out of shape kid. And then I just got tired of it in my early 20s. And I was inspired by my dad, who did cross country all throughout high school. And I got to the point, I'm sitting there in a gym, I'm 24 years old, and I'm thinking, I can't run a mile, I need to fix this. After six weeks, I finally could. And then I just kept getting more stubborn and more stubborn and more stubborn. And I'm at the point where I'm too stubborn to quit. So I'm gonna keep <laughs> pushing myself harder, because why not? Right. So uh, I I found out about running at when I read um, it's like a one mile time trial at my dad's company picnic. But I ran my first organized uh, cross country race in third grade, so I was exposed to the sport at a relatively young age. So I ran uh, through high school and college. Then I took off 
16 years and I didn't run at all. Wow. And so I only started up again mm. when I turned 40. And so I started yeah. with the marathons and now I'm trying to hit all 50 states. Yep, so. yep. beautiful. Julie. Uh, I started running in middle school a little bit. I, um, much to my best friend's dismay, I would make up running games and make her do them with me. <laughs> and then uh, my, I give a lot of credit to my middle school gym teacher who recognized that maybe, maybe I can make something of this. Um, and I, I hated running laps around the track in front of people, so that was really not my thing. But she really encouraged me in the following year. I, you know, went out for the middle school cross country and track meets and then um, ran through through high school cross country and track and post collegiately joined Big River's racing team. Have met some wonderful uh, friends and did some things uh, running, you know, met some running goals that I never thought I'd achieve um, that I wouldn't have without the community that I have been a part of. So. Good, beautiful. Next. I played a ton of sports in elementary school. Then middle school, I kind of died off, so I gained weight, got out of shape. Then I started running track my eighth grade year, and I got injured, shin splints. It was really painful, so I stopped. Then the summer in between my middle school year and freshman year of high school, uh, so my brother, he challenged me to beat his his 5K time, and I'm still working towards it, so I'm not stopping <laughs> anytime soon. So. Good challenge, good challenge. Okay. Um, so whether you've been involved in running for a short period or a long period of time, what sort of advice would you offer people um, in regards to getting into running, regardless of age, sense of life, or current starting condition of their bodies, minds, and souls? What sort of advice would you offer? Um, just to have fun. <laughs> um, I also coach at the high school level, and I think the biggest thing is if you're not enjoying it, then what's yeah, the point? Yeah, so. Andy? I think, I mean, from my personal experience from being a pretty out of shape mid-20s guy trying to run, I would go out by myself all the time for a long time and, and just not enjoy it, not get very far. And I think I just would always try to go too fast when I was just starting. And like finding a goal, a specific goal, and for me that was getting with people that said, no, we're just going to do five miles today. I don't care if we're running 12 minute pace, but we're going to run five miles instead of just, you know, and finding something like that and sticking to it helped me get moving. Good. Gary? Say probably one of the biggest things is just increase slowly. Don't try and do 10 miles one week and 40 the next. Just stick to the 10% a week, roughly increase and just take it slow. Um, I'd say find your why. I didn't find mine until I was in the middle of a run and I didn't truly enjoy running until that run and once I found that out it was a real game changer. So what is your why for running? I'd say just self-reflection. The amount of time you can have and sit down and process through your thoughts without any other distractions in the world and the environment you're in like you I mean I run at 5 a.m. so all I get are the birds <laughs> chirping in the background and I I just love it I love that peaceful time yeah, yeah. Jen? Um, I think you know running when you're just starting out it can be very intimidating so just don't compare yourself I think there's this 
misconception about running that the more I run, the easier it will get. No, it it, it hurts for everyone at every level. Um, so just don't compare yourself. Don't feel bad if you're on a r- group run and no, I'm sorry, I'm slower. Don't don't say sorry. Just do what you can. You'll surprise yourself by what what you actually can accomplish. So um, that's the main takeaway, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. My advice is leave your dignity and pride at home. And that <laughs> sounds terrible, but, but 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 it's really not because you wanna you, you, you want you wanna compare yourself to yourself only. And if you if you start thinking yeah, maybe something's going really well, you may get really prideful and try and push yourself too hard or hurt yourself. Or sometimes you run into slumps and you think, well, I'm doing terrible right now. I should just stop running altogether. But you know, if you just you just focus on doing what you can and getting a little better and just that's about it. Yeah, good, beautiful, right? My my response would be, I mentioned earlier that I took off. 15, roughly 15 years with no running. When I made that that gradual transition back, it took time. Um, so when I started training with Big River Training Team, I started out at the 9:30 group, and each season I would, I was just building back my physiological endurance, and it took time. So I think with when it comes to running, you have to have patience. Um, obviously, the miles is going to is going to help towards that as well. But don't expect to. You'd be surprised. In one or two or even three years where you may be versus where you were three years yeah. prior so. so would you recommend everybody take a 15-year break and then <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't recommend it but um you, you know, can still rebound yes from it if you it, do it, take it's it still possible years. absolutely and there's i've met so many runners i think probably everyone here has who have started at various ages of their life um, so i've met people who yeah, didn't take up running until they were 40 or 50 yeah. in some cases yeah. i would echo with, with what some of our group has said already is enjoy it enjoy the process and be patient with yourself and find some people who enjoy doing what you enjoy doing it makes it more fun yeah. Nick? Um, I'm going to say what a few other people said you should start off slow um, when I started back up uh, a year ago um, it hurt a lot but you just take it slow you gradually get better and the sport just not get easier um, per se it's just like uh, the more you do it the better that, that, that you know you get so slower pace to seem easier good okay so let's switch things up a little bit uh, big river training team how'd you get involved with big river training team by accident did a friend invite you or maybe a social media post and how important is it to be part of a group like Big River Training Team? What are the benefits and what are the drawbacks? Rach? Um, I got involved with Training Team um, when I moved to St. Louis. I took just a couple years off running when I was in graduate school. Um, and one of my friends told me about it. Um, I had been doing marathons every year and then stopped in grad school, and so I wanted to get back into that. And so Training Team was a good opportunity because going on a 20 mile run by yourself is mm, yes. pretty painful yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's how i got there yeah i think it was probably the same friend brought me before <laughs> to the training team um but i think it's so beneficial just the accountability the social aspect of it i mean i think that was the thing that made running stick with me partially is just that you you know, it's a, a workout you do a lot with other people. 
and can have a conversation. Yeah, I think about being out on the, the coldest days of the year, and the hottest days of the year. I don't think I would do that unless I were part of like a, a running team where there's that support and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Greg? I don't remember exactly how I found out about it. Um, it was probably through social media or website or email or something like that, but uh, none of my friends run, so it was just nice finding a new group to get out there, and I would always look forward to some days and for the long runs. It, it just helps push you, and days just the runs just go by quicker and easier, and just, it's just more fun. Um, I actually got into it from my mom pushing me. She was a marathon runner, and she did all of her training by herself. And she was like, if you want to continue with this, I highly recommend finding other people to do it with. And so got on Google and Googled St. Louis Running Clubs and Big River was the first one to pop up. And yeah, and then I'd say like some pros and cons. So pros, obviously, I have a group outside of Logan University that I can get away from all the same conversations that I have there. Um, But I'd say a hard thing is balance between starting up the Logan University Running Club and making sure that I have time for both running clubs. Mm -hmm. But social aspects in both. Yeah. Well, and it's appropriate that you give mom props on those, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) She she was a big push. Jen? Yeah, so I recently relocated relocated back to the area so I was already familiar with Big River just through various events um, I mean it's a huge community so um, I think for me some of the best friends that I've made have been through running I mean I met my husband in college he was on the track team as well so um, just some of the best relationships I have are from the running community so I really just you know I, it can be a lonely sport so it's better if you can do it with others um, really all pros uh, just be <laughs> As far as pros and cons, just really, um, it's, you know, it makes the miles go by a lot faster. Uh, just makes it more worthwhile. I always leave a training session feeling so much better uh, about myself and just having more people that I've, you know, spoke, especially during this time when a lot of stuff is virtual, not really in person. So it's nice just to meet with others. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I found, uh, depending upon like what season of life that you're in, it can be challenging to actually develop new friendships. Yeah. And so for me, as opposed to trying to talk existing friends into running, just starting out with a group like Big River, because I've actually developed over a period of, I guess I've been with Big River maybe five or six years now, the people that I started running with, now I've become legitimate friends, kind of along the lines of a lot of you have mentioned. And I'd say very good friends so that even outside of like the normal training team season, we still get together and do stuff. And when something either good or bad happens in a person's life, will rally around that person and celebrate the good and then also try to support the person when something something bad happens. Scott? So in 2016, myself and a couple friends signed up for the Christie Clinic Half Marathon. And we thought, well, we've done maybe one or two of these before, but they haven't gone so well. So maybe we should actually properly train. So we all just found Big River and started coming ever since then. And I actually had a very similar introduction to what Brian was saying. I started with uh, a couple different groups and bounced around a lot until I figured out what I what I could do and well the biggest thing I can say about having the importance of a group is y- you push each other to go farther because I guarantee that if I hadn't started doing the big river stuff I don't think I ever, ever would have done a marathon 
because there was one week that the group I was with, or the pace group I was with, was only doing six miles. And I'm thinking, well, I need more than six. So I go and ask around, and then there's another one doing 15. I'm like, I don't think I need that much, but why not? So then I started doing the full marathon training in preparation for a half, and I kind of got hooked. Yeah. Good, good. <clears throat> so I learned about a training team um, through a member of training team. Um, I was actively involved with St. Louis Track Club Frostbite Series for a number of years and was just starting to get my training going again. And um, uh, so I just, uh, just through, through networking, um, again, I think, you know, the, the St. Louis running community, while St. Louis is a large community, I think the running community is, there's a lot, of, it seems like everybody knows each other or knows somebody who knows somebody. And so um, it's just, even here in Forest Park, I mean, it's just amazing how many people we've, we all know. So, um, but yeah, just through networking is how I found out about it. Good. I have been involved with Big River for 15 years now, and um, yeah, coming coming back around after being on the racing team and just wanting to have some people to run with and run long with, the training team has been great for that, and like everyone else has said, making, you know, having that social time um, through running is, is great, and the miles go by way faster when, you're, when you have good company. Uh, so my brother was on the team, and also I'm a coach from high school was on it too. So I was just like, I, I know people on the team already, so I just joined. And um, just the motivation of the like assigned run times, it gets me out of bed because I'm not a morning person <laughs> generally. So um, just those assigned runs, they force me to get out of bed. Um, it, it, I mean, the people, the runs seem to go by faster and easier because you're talking to people stuff like that so so similar to the first question what sort of advice would you have for people who are looking for a running community there are several of them in the st louis area whether it's big river training team or other what sort of advice would you have for someone? um figure out what it is that you want out of a group um one thing i like about big river is that we run somewhere different every week and so that really breaks up the monotony not me. Mm -hmm. um, I live point. right by Forest Park, so <laughs> running here every weekend can get old. Um, whereas some other groups, they do run the same place every weekend, and um, it's more about the group. I, you know, just figure out what you want out of it. Good. Andy? Yeah, I, I echo that. I think for me, one of the things I love is just like the flexibility of your if you've taken some time off and are coming back and you're doing training team, you can drop down a group or, if, you know, if you're, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of great people in a lot of different places. So I think that flexibility is a thing that I would always look for. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Great. Yeah. It's just all about, I mean, you may not, if one group doesn't work, try another one. There's just keep trying to find a group mate with one set. You may not find, one that works for you, just keep on ground, you'll find one that one that works for you and one that fits, that's a good fit for you. One of the things that I appreciate about uh, Big River Training Team is it's uh, they offer it free, and yeah. not every running company is like that. They do have different programs where you can pay for a, a level of training, but I think it's a great service that Big yeah. River offers to them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I mean, I didn't have very much expectations going in and with that I mean you can 
join just about any club you want to. And I don't know. Yeah. Flexibility, everything. Sure. Mm. Jen? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I don't live on the Missouri side, so I can probably only come during the weekends, but finding a group that kind of works with my, you know, life schedule, work schedule, um, really makes the difference in being able to meet on Sundays, which is when I do my long run anyway, so it just kind of works out. So I guess just kind of looking at your life and finding that balance and maybe what will work best for you and, um, and then within the different groups, of course, just what level you're at, you know, it's nice that you can kind of change that around and there's multiple people to run with, but for me, the biggest component was just kind of finding the time when I could actually come out here and run. Good. Scott? I'm a little spoiled in this situation because Big River is the first running group I've ever taken part in, so I kind of just hit the jackpot, basically. But one thing I've noticed is the best way to tell uh, the quality of the people you're with is listen to what they say to each other in passing. Because the most common thing I hear Big River people say to each other when we go by is, good job. So we're always encouraging each other, and that's that's a huge boon. Yeah, good. Good point. Brian? Yeah, I think everything that's been said, um, again, just the, the support and the encouragement um, that, that, that we give each other. But um, I think everybody has a genuine interest in running. Otherwise, we wouldn't get up as early as we do on Sunday mornings and sometimes drive the distances that we do as well. But, um, yeah, just, just the support. I mean, I know that, um, you know, once training team's over uh, and we go into our fall or, or spring races too, a lot of people are tracking each other as well. So that, that support continues beyond yeah. training season and, and uh, that, that, that's important as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julie? Um, yeah, so I don't have a whole lot of experience beyond uh, Big River, but I um, you know, I would echo again what others have said is, um, you know, we we have such a great uh, supportive, encouraging community here, but in general, I think most runners are, um, which is special about runners. And uh, so I think just finding what fits and works for you is, is the way to go. And, kind of the same as what one other person said but like this group is relaxed like it's not like a like if you're in high school for track with me if you were late you owe some extra laps to warm up stuff like that and like some extra reps if you were late stuff like that too for the workout um if you're if you don't show up it's fine the next time you come if people are like hey you missed the run what happened so they you know so good all right Favorite races. What's been your favorite race and why? Was it local or out of state? And what's been your either your least favorite race or your most challenging race and why? Was it bad running conditions? You couldn't sleep the night beforehand? Bad swag? The cost? Favorite race and either least favorite or most challenging race? Rachel. Um, well, I just did Boston. Great! <laughs> <Hooray>! um, <laughs> and I think that one was my favorite. Um, I am a perfectionist and I'm really hard on myself, um, but I'm pregnant, so I gave myself permission to not go all out and just have fun. Um, and so that was, it was hard, but um, I really enjoyed that race. So that was my favorite and just, you know, being there was special. I think my most challenging race, um, Mo Cowbell, 2018 or so. it was really hot yeah, was <laughs> and I was one. trying to qualify for Boston and at the start line the announcer was saying like 
you're gonna have to slow your pace today with the humidity and I was refusing to listen and <laughs> it did not go well <laughs> so and the mall cowbell full that second half just alone on the Katie trail it was it was brutal so. <laughs> so there's not a lot of support on the second half of the mall cowbell right right so. yeah it was a lot of tears <laughs> yeah yeah so what is it that makes Boston stand out in terms of like one of the favorite races that people love? Um, I just think, you know, it's special to be there in and of itself. And then for me, just, you know, giving myself permission just yeah. to have fun. Um, but it, it's a great experience. Uh, the history behind that race, um, the field that's out there, it's just, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> Andy? I'm trying to think. I've probably run less races than most people here. Um, I think that uh, I I haven't I mean I've enjoyed Mo Cowbell half <laughs> not the second half but um, we ran Rachel dragged me on a when she, her 2020 marathon got moved virtual or whatever she said hey why don't we why don't you just do this with me and just do this here and I had never done run a full and so she slowed down enough to tr that I could train with her. And uh, we ran just from our house out around the city. She did not, was was very sweet, had several of our friends like kind of staged around with signs and stuff. So there was like some level of crowd support. But that was kind of a special yeah. thing to, to uh, do that in that setting, especially. And that was the virtual for which race? That was supposed to be Twin Cities. Oh, Twin Cities, okay. Yeah. So, and she got me, like, it was, she had signed up for it, but she got the medal with mine and had my name and mm. time put on it, so it was very nice. Yeah. Um, I think the worst thing I ever ran was the, that 4th of July 10K we ran out in Chesterfield a few years ago, and it was, it rained about 10 minutes before the race stopped raining the sun came out it's an out and back on that like levee trail so you're just on that asphalt on trail, that black asphalt like trail there was by the time we turned around it was just an out and back <laughs> by the time you turned around the pavement was completely dry and the air was just steam it was yeah. gross yeah i've often wondered why am i running on the hottest day of the year like those five and ten k events like that yeah so i question my sanity Great. Uh, probably my favorite and hardest for probably the same one, uh, the 2019 Go. It's the only full I've done. Um, just, it was just a great race, but just towards the end, crowd support was lacking a little bit towards the end because they had to move it and just, it got really hot quickly and then it just ended with a lot of hills through Soulard and up down, up market and all that to finish. So it was just, it was tough. <laughs> The St. Louis is deceptively hilly. It is. I didn't realize it's as hilly as it is so you start running some of the different yep. streets. Baden? Um, I don't have a least favorite race necessarily, but I'd say the most challenging race that I've done personally, I haven't done too much for distance-wise, would be the Thirsty Thursday 5Ks. And those are just hard mentally more than physically. I mean... I'm used to going out in early mornings. It's not that hot. You get me out there at 5.30 p.m. and it's not good. And 
Um, I'd say the most fun one or rewarding one was definitely the Go St. Louis in April. It was a new distance, uh, half marathon, first time I'd ever done that. Didn't really know what to expect out of it, but the amount of support I had behind me throughout the whole thing definitely made crossing the finish line that much more memorable. So was that friends and family who supported you or just Yeah, a bunch of friends and then family from back home. And what was your finishing time on that one? Uh, 126. Yeah, so killed it. Uh, yes, awesome. Jen? Um, my favorite race, hands down, is the Army 10 miler. So I've ran it pretty much every year since 2015. Um, when I was on active duty, every installation brings a team. So it's really fun. Um, and where do they host that? Washington, D.C. Washington, okay. Yes, um, usually October, beginning of October. So. That's my favorite race, do it every year. Yeah. 10 miles is a good distance, it's not too long, but yeah. still. And then the most challenging race I've ever done is it was at the USA Track and Field Cross Country Championships in 2017. I ran it with the Army team and it was a it was a 10K race, a 2K loop on a golf course with a lot of hills. Mm. Um, and I was new to cross country and it was there was literally hay to get the mud to <laughs> not just be up yeah. to your, you know, mid ankle or, you know, mid knee. Um, so that was most challenging and it was a little bit of altitude. So if you're not acclimated to that, then it just, it made for a really tough day. Yeah. So, um, so did you have to weave in and out of golfers while you're running on the golf course? Luckily not. Uh, okay. <laughs> thankfully not, but, um, the hills were pretty demoralizing, yeah. so I learned quickly that you can go out too hard, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you'll pay Good for lesson. it. Good lesson. Scott? So, my most challenging one was the Go St. Louis, I believe it was back in 2015, and it was the first marathon I ever did, and I, I was not trained up enough to do it. I was in shape and capable of doing a half and maybe a little extra, so... I finish the first half, I'm feeling pretty good. Everything's nice. And then 13 through 15, I got a little sick. Good news was I recovered from that and was okay until mile 21, when I broke the big toe on my right foot. And so I slowed down a fair bit, and then it started to rain. (laughs) And I was really hurting and thought, darn it, I'm gonna finish this, I don't care. I ended up having a rather rough time, but I got through it. And for the next two weeks, I was walking around like a very old man. I had to put my hands on every chair and stand. It took me a solid minute to stand up and sit down. And that was was really hard. And then three years later, I'm, I'm actually going to do a little bit the opposite of what Rachel said earlier. The 2018 cowbell, that was my best because that was marathon number two. And I was super nervous thinking the last one was very rough. I hope this goes a lot better. And the good news was it did. I shaved an, an hour and four minutes off, off my time from previously. I did not injure myself and I actually managed to finish the whole thing. And what made that one so sweet was at the very end, we're coming up on the L26 marker. I see the 
a group of friends who signed up for the half. They're there. They're cheering for me. And I, ca- I came and lift my arms, and all I can muster is, no, energy, can't, anything, because they were trying to give me a high five. And then I round the corner on Main Street, and I can see the finish line. I can hear the music. Still hating myself. Still no motivation. I see my wife standing right there, cheering and waving. Nope, nope, nothing. And I look down, and I see my son right there. And he is sitting in a stroller. He's strapped into it, and he had been fussing and crying. But at that very moment, he stopped. He stood up as best he could, waves right at me and yells, Daddy! I was like, must set good example for the boy. And then I crossed the finish line. The medal is hung around my neck, and I promptly fell over. There's a picture of me ringing the PR bell, and it looks like I'm lying down ringing it, but no, I'm basically, that's all I can do to like hold myself up. And that was, that was my absolute favorite. <laughs> Brian, how about you? My favorite was my first, was my introduction to Marathon, 1996 New York City Marathon. Um, it's a great race, crosses all five boroughs in New York City, so um, my most challenging was the 2017 Kentucky Derby Marathon, which I know the Derby was yesterday, but uh, it was one of those races where thunderstorms moved into the area in the morning and the race directors did everything they could to postpone it and postpone it and postpone it. So a race that was supposed to start at 7 didn't start till 9.30. It got very hot very quickly and it's a very challenging course with hills and it got very humid. And I don't run well in humid, humidity and heat, so. Good. Julie? Um, I think I have a couple of most memorable marathon runs. Um, I think the first one I, that comes to mind is I, I ran the Hong Kong Marathon in 2008. My brother was living over there, he and his uh, wife, and it was the first time I broke that three-hour barrier, so it was just exciting just to be um, there and with my brother and, um, you know, just a, a goal I had set for myself and being able to break that um, that barrier for the first time uh, was, was fun. And um, and then I think California International Marathon is a great race, very well organized, and that is where I set my PR. So that, of course, um, is always a happy memory. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my least favorites, uh, I've had my fair share of bad races, but one that comes to mind is San Antonio, I think maybe 2009. Um, super hot, humid, like we were soaked, just warming up, walking in the start line. And we, we were there with the Big River team. And um, during the course, I'm like, why is my male teammate who should have been like, you know, five miles ahead of me on the sidelines right now? <laughs> That's not a good sign yeah. as I'm struggling. And then at some point, you know, I had drank too much Gatorade, was sick to my stomach, had to stop and walk. And at that point, too, I'm like waiting to see if maybe one of my teammates will catch up to me so I'll have somebody to motivate me. But they were struggling, too. So they were way back there. And it was rough. It was rough. So, yeah. Nick. <laughs> I'll just name some, uh, some races from cross country. Uh, the Forest Park uh, Festival for cross country. Um, it's just a flat course um there's a few hills there's a lot of crowd help that's in forest park um and there's an open race also so in the fall if you guys would want to run a 5k on grass on the cross country course forest park cross country festival 
Um, then the most challenging one is the Hancock I mean, um, Invitational. It's in uh, uh, yeah, it's Jefferson Barracks. That like that park itself is very like there's a lot of hills, mm-hmm. and so the the course has a lot of hills, and there's also there's one hill that all the runners know, and it's called the Death Hill. It's just very steep, and it's gravel, so it's like grip is very hard to get on that because it's just gravel. You like step down and you slip. So a lot of a lot of quite a few people just they throw on their hands and knees just trying to get up that hill. So yeah, so that one's the most challenging one. And there is also um, an open race too. That one's usually in October. So. Good. So let's talk about health, both um, physical and nutritional. What sort of challenges do you face making time, taking time to physically take care of yourself? Um, do you take part in any sort of exercise other than running? If so, so, what's your favorite other form of exercise? And tell me about nutrition. How important is nutrition? Or are you more of a convenience, fast food type lifestyle eater? Rachel? Um... Nutrition's very important. <laughs> um, I do have a history of anorexia, and so running has definitely helped me to recognize uh, food as fuel um, and not necessarily my enemy. Um, so I do try and eat healthy, but make sure that I get enough to eat. Um, and I do try and incorporate um, strength training and other forms of fitness in my training routine. Um, it helps overall running and health. Andy? Yeah, I do the same. I do. I like biking, though I don't do it that often as far as cross-training, um, light or body weights. Um, when I met Rachel, she was teaching like a weightlifting class. So she, we have, we have some decent equipment at home and, and a lot of training so can Rachel curl more than you can uh I don't think so that was never she could she could always squat like way more than me though um so but yeah she so she got me into that a little bit more and that's that's been nice especially the last few years when gyms were not really a thing um but and then this nutrition yeah just I think just eating healthy good protein and I don't I try and eat more focus more on real food than like exactly what it is you know we don't eat a ton of fast food or anything like that great Uh, yeah nutrition is important it's something I'm still not great at Um, I don't really eat out fast food but just quick meals at home type of thing but uh, yeah I, I love going to the gym Probably my favorites are just deadlifts and squats, just the basic one. Deadlifts just work your entire body, and squats are great for like glutes and stuff like that, which is extremely important for runners. Yeah, good. Um, I try and lift or strength train two to three times a week. Uh, busy schedule with classes and everything, so if it doesn't work out, I'm not too hard on myself. One week isn't going to throw anything off. No big deal. And then. Nutrition-wise, um, again, college student, so meal prepping, nearly every meal I have. I mean, 
nothing too exciting there, but I do try and eat my greens and meats and grains as much as possible. Scott? My nutrition is very boring. I count calories and I try to put fruits and or vegetables in as often as I can, so nothing exciting there. And then as for other exercise, uh, I have been doing martial arts since I was 10 years old. So I do a lot of judo and I, I am just, I, I am, I, the thing that I enjoy so much is I've been doing that for so much longer. I've been doing running, but once I started doing the running, it had such a profound impact on how good I could do martial arts as well. And just understanding how the body works is really beneficial for kind of most things you're going to do in life. Good. Brian, how about you? So I would say that um, that nutrition and weight training, while they were part of my younger self, have not been something I have done as well of a job the last decade of my life. Mm. So while I recognize the importance of it, um, it's, it's always something that, yes, I need to strive to do better. Um, so... I, I would just I would just leave it at that. I, I, I tried to do both, but perhaps not as disciplined as I would like to be. Yes. So I was going to bring a box of donuts for everybody for the front. Yes. It sounds like nobody would have participated yes. if I brought the donuts. I would have. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's true. Really? Well, I am getting hungry, but uh, but nutrition, yeah, has always been kind of a big part of my mindset about about overall health. Um, and I'm a vegetarian, so just trying to make sure I'm getting enough plant-based uh, protein sources in, in my diet is important too. Um, as far as other exercises, I or ex exercising, I strength train a few times a week. And since a freak water skiing accident in 2016, mm -hmm. I don't run quite as often as I used to. So I've um, gotten into cycling a little bit and um, and and enjoy my walks as well. Good. Beautiful. Nick? Uh, I don't really have specific diet. I just eat everything I can find. Because <laughs> How old are you again? 20. Uh, <laughs> because I'll stuff myself, and then like three hours later, I'm hungry again. So, so I just find whatever I can eat and stuff it in my face. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I think that's important for running is carbs so pasta bread stuff like that um, and also for me it's something that's struggle like if I get hungry on runs like on long runs like it's just torture like I like I get slower my pace dies so that's also a struggle of finding like good stuff to eat like right before a run for me because if I don't eat right before I run like I, you know my stomach starts feeling like there's a, like a gap in it so it's just finding that specific food that you can eat for like for five before I run. It's like I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right before I came here and I was just like driving here eat, eating it in the yeah. car. So um, in terms of uh, other activities, sports stuff, um, I play all sports too. Um, running is one of the best things you can do for like just any other sports. I also play basketball and baseball and other sports too, volleyball. So, and also weightlifting I do as well. Good. So I'm just kind of like, you know, sports all. Yeah. 
All right. As we begin to wind things down, I got a couple more questions for you. Um, injuries. What sort of injuries have you encountered during your running career, and how have you dealt with them? Uh, has everybody here been injury free or not? And how do you deal with the mental component of an injury? Um, that is the discouragement or maybe the depression of being injured and facing setbacks in your running career. Any thoughts, Rachel? Um, I have, knock on wood, not dealt with many injuries, uh, at least since high school. Um, I did have a stress fracture in high school, but since then nothing that's really stopped me from running. Um, and I think just taking care of your body really helps. So that proper nutrition, the strength training, stretching, all of that yep. helps prevent injury. Um, when you are injured, as far as the mental aspect, that, that can be difficult. Um, I, I like listening to like audiobooks while I'm biking. Um, I also really enjoy aqua jogging, <laughs> um, which is a good form of cross training. Um, um, I do that with my athletes that I coach. Um, so do you have a pool at your school where you can do that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, we just have aqua jogging belts. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just, I try and, uh, and still stay in touch with, like, the group or whoever I am uh, that I usually train with helps with that mental aspect yeah. while you are out. Good. Good. Andy? I've had a couple minor injuries. What did I have last time? A hamstring, something. I, I can't remember, but I was it was I was out for a little bit, but yeah, for me it was just I I got into cycling a little more, and luckily I have a good friend that's a cyclist, rides his bike a lot, and uh, you know, so I I think I I remember she was going on a run with some folks, and I just brought my bike, and I just ran into him out on Grand Street, yeah. so a solo ride turned into something a little more fun so that's always a big help for me just trying to keep doing something to feel like you're still moving and, and keep it going good great how much time you got <laughs> uh, let's see i had a stress fracture my fibula in 2018 um 2019 i had a bucket handle tear my lateral meniscus and they had to tear almost all of it out i've got some arthritis on the knee bone from that um a stress fracture in my foot last year and I'm currently dealing with a right knee issue so and I just try and try and hit the gym or bike or do something just to try and keep some of my fitness and just try and keep going any way I can good um I haven't had too many injuries since I haven't been in this very long but when I first started actually I was dealing with the really aggravated Achilles and it took some of my friends to tell me, hey, like you are following zero running plan. You can't go from running about six miles to 18 in one day or whatever it was. And I think then I took a step back and started following some of the recommendations and the classic 10% rule and haven't really dealt with anything since. Good. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to my worst, worst race here and say I broke my toe during the first marathon that I did. And that slowed me down dramatically and took uh, a couple months to get better. And what made it even worse was a few months prior to that, I was doing a ninjutsu class 
and I think I actually strained it shortly beforehand because I hit that because I went to kick and it got drug under my foot. So that has been a ever-present thing I'm constantly cautious of, and it's it, it, it's healed, but it's still sensitive and can easily be re-injured again. So tight-fitting socks are my friend, mm. and I that's what I try and deal with, and just I try and not think about it. Good. Brian? So I also knock on plastic, I guess. You know, this just, I guess that's wood, I don't know. I, I've been relatively injury free as well. So the the interesting thing about my running career though is is that I ran quite a bit in high school and college, then took off the fifteen years and then got started again. So I don't know if that has helped in any way, but I, I did not I did not run through my thirties at all. So since I've started running again at the age of forty, I have really the closest thing I've had to an injury was uh, an IT band issue that was simply brought on by running three marathons in six weeks. So that'll mm. probably do it. So, but um, probably won't do something like that again and hope to continue to, to remain injury free. Yeah. So how do you deal with the mental aspect? Well, yeah, I mean, as far as if you're injured? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I you know, I know Greg is talking about it, I'd like to hear to, to kind of go back to him too it, it it's tough I mean I think for me it was it was a little bit well first of all you miss you miss the, the camaraderie because you, you can't yeah. go running I'm sure anyone who had who's had an injury can say that too but if you have a race coming up too then that's even more stressful so yeah but uh, I don't know if Greg would like to expand because he's I've I've been through a couple <laughs> of these injury cycles with Greg now and I know he's yeah struggling yeah like i said i just i just try and keep busy any way i can and just try and keep just keep going with biking or lifting weights just anything just keep going even or just go for a walk or anything like that just try and keep going pretty much so but i know like if it's you have to know when not to do something though you have to know when not to push it and just stop and until you're able to do it uh, safely and so how do you know when that is Doctor. <laughs> I have my doctor is a runner and triathlete and stuff like that, so that helps. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Your other option is to buy an expensive camera and sit at the finish line and train to <laughs> taking pictures yes. until you heal. So I did just I did just buy a new camera, so <laughs> I mean you yeah. do have to earn the learn the art of hiding in a bush That's <laughs> true, right. Yeah. Well expand because you said concert photography yep. is your passion, so take on an additional camera. Julie, any thoughts? Yeah, so Greg reminded me of some injuries that I had forgotten, so thank you, Greg. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, having done this for decades and trying to run at a more competitive level for a period of time, you do have to kind of test those boundaries of, um, you know, going too far versus just far enough that you're as good as you possibly can be with still being healthy. Um, and sometimes it's hard to not go over that limit. Um, so I have had um, a couple of stress fractures and a meniscal tear. Um, Quite a few years back um, and then most recently yeah a hamstring injury which was not running related uh, but was probably the, the hardest mentally because there's not a clear timeline like bone fractures heal within you know a month and a half um, or two and uh, hamstring injuries uh, can last for a very very long time and so just kind of figuring out how to how to rehab and what your body is going to allow you to do which 
that changes too over time and as you age. So it's kind of figuring out those new limits and um, and how you can how you can get past that. And I just enjoy being outside. So just not being able to get out and run when you're injured. Um, that is and just being outdoors, doing something active, getting my heart rate up. That does take a mental toll because um, I do very much rely on running for my mental health. So um, you know, I try to reframe it as like this is some extra time that I have to do some other activities or other hobbies that maybe I wouldn't have had time to do um, or spend more time with family or friends or whatever it might be. Um, but also cycling, you know, really has helped um, just have that low impact activity to still do. Yeah. So, yeah. Nick. Uh, I have had quite a few like minor injuries, like a stress reaction, just like a step down. From a fracture, just like stress reaction, stress fracture. Um, I had a stress reaction on my right foot on January. Um, I just I didn't stop running, you know, I just ran through it. Um, had you know shin splints like I mentioned before in the past, and, and some stress reactions on my ankles. But those are kind of just minor ones. I just kept running through. Um, but and there was this one my sophomore year of high school. I got an avulsion fracture. It's on my hip. I don't know if many people probably don't know what that is, but there's like a there's like a tendon. Uh, it goes from like your leg to like the your hip bone, mm -hmm. and it, it, it's it's kind of stupid. But like it was on a warm up run. I was going way too fast for a warm up run, and so it was getting like stressed. It was tight, and so the tendon it so it like snapped and and it. And it pulled some bone off my hip, so mm -hmm. I heard a pop, and the teammate I was running by heard the pop too. Uh, that's normally not a good <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. When your teammate can hear the pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so once I stopped running, uh, uh, see, I was running fast, so I so I took a few more steps, uh, and after every step I took, I heard another pop. Mm -hmm. So, um, so once I stopped, I was like, bones to the ground. So, and my teammates had to, to carry me to my car, um, and yeah, I had to take four weeks off of running, and it, and mentally that was kind of hard, because my teammates were still running, and sure, my yeah, teammates yeah. were getting faster, getting PRs, and like, and I was just like, yeah. yeah. So how'd you deal with it? Um... patient I guess um, like I was still like with friends like a couple meets I went to um, on crutches and stuff too but um like just being around that at least too helped yeah. so just talking to my running friends going to races stuff like that so then four weeks later um, I ran a, a 5k so, but I probably started started a little soon than I probably should have. But yeah. um, it was fine. So. Um, okay, so the fast uh, final major question here is uh, friendships. Tell me about some of the friendships and relationships that you've developed as a result of running, maybe even as a result of a Big River training team. And who do you look up to these days as a mentor or role model? Um, it can either be someone inside or outside of the running community. It could be somebody local or somebody on national level. Relationships. 
Um, Did you two meet as a result of running or before? Yes. Before. Okay. <laughs> we met at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Watching football. <laughs> <laughs> but relationships are important um, with running, and I've, I've met a lot of people in the running community that have encouraged me, helped me become a better runner, um, you know, introduced me to new races that I've enjoyed and helped me reach my goals. Um, so that's been good. As far as like a mentor, I don't know that I have a mentor. Um, I do look up to just like some of the pro athletes um, that have been fun to follow. Alexi Pappas right now is, is one that um, I, she came out with a book and I've just been really enjoying following her and her story. Yeah, good. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, just the friendships that I moved from the Illinois side of the river over to Missouri and, and the people I really became close with were regular runners and, and kept me going. Obviously running has been a has been a big part of Rachel and my relationship in a lot of ways. I I remember once when we were we were just friends that wow, I invited her to go on a run here in Forest Park and we did a lap and she went much slower than I've ever seen her go since then. <laughs> and she was very, I had no idea she was even the runner that she is uh, at that point. So uh, it's been a big part of our relationship. And uh, I mean, I guess she's probably the one I look up to the most. I mean, you know, she's from running Boston this year, 20 weeks pregnant to, um, I mean, even she talked about that 2018 uh, Mo Cowbell race that she struggled with and didn't actually finish the full, but she was so frustrated because her training had gone so well that she found uh, a race in Springfield, Illinois, the next week and went and ran the full there after having run the 18 and got a PR um, up there. So, you know, she's just her dedication and. and uh, drive and, and she's a good coach so if I need yeah <laughs> if I if she does this for a lot of our friends like oh I need a plan to get ready for this race and she'll <laughs> she'll give us something so it's a nice benefit to have in house anytime you can say your spouse is somebody you look up to and admire and respect that's that's a good thing that's definitely not good I look up to you too. <laughs> <laughs> just not about running. <laughs> it's just because you're a little taller, right? <laughs> Greg, how about you? Um, yeah, just the just the friendships. Just when you spend two hours plus with someone, you just really get to know them every week and stuff like that. And it's just I've never I haven't met any runners that I hate or anything like that. So everyone's just been really nice and stuff. And um, and I come all, I come, I live in Illinois, so I come all the way from. Illinois over here um, to run. So some of those some of those rides are long rides, so Eureka and stuff. But uh, that's a, that's a long way to go just to run with someone. Yeah. So you must like right. the people you're running with to do that. Um, yeah. As far as mentors, um, like I said, my, my dad was a runner, but um, I guess if pros, I've always been a fan of Jared Ward for some reason. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the stash. I don't know. But he just seemed like a good guy. But so, so. Um. Yeah. If it weren't for all the friendships I made, I probably wouldn't be running right now. I mean, it's fun to hear about all the exciting things going on in someone's life, or you're going to get the brunt of someone's bad day if you're running with a buddy. 
you just don't know what to expect with the conversation with someone and I think that makes it exciting too and then as far as a mentor I'd say my mom is definitely my biggest motivator supporter all around just best friend when it comes to running you guys are going to have it tough because here it's been a spouse, a dad, a mom, and so they've set the chinning bar very, very high in terms of mentors. So, Scott? Well, as far as just making friends, I get along well with pretty much everybody in Big River, and I'm certain everyone here has heard my uh, my dumb jokes, and I really appreciate <laughs> that. That's, that's something I very much enjoy sharing. So it just it's like how open we can all be and just sharing good times. And um, as far as, you know, uh, people I look up to, I, I'm weird in that way. I have a very hard time looking up to people that I don't know. So um, I'm, I'm going to reference a Forest Park run that happened a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's Brian right here. So I always look up to because you've always been, it's a, just, I guess, spirit of positivity just encourages everybody. And I just always think it's like, I know I'm probably probably on the low end compared to everybody right here, and you're probably like near the top, and you've always kind of been a motivation to push me for certain times. And the Forest Park run that we had, I think about six months, it wasn't that long ago, it was more like three and a half months ago, where everyone was doing different distances and people just kept peeling off, and there was like the last three miles, you and I just had a nice heart-to-heart chat about what's important in life, figuring out how to declutter and just focus on what's important. It just stood out to me. I remember that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. I think we're going to have a big group hug at the end of this <laughs> question. <laughs> there might even be a few tears. I hope people brought tissues. I'm not crying. That's awesome. Ryan? Gosh, how do I follow that up? I have faith in you. <laughs> Now it's 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 just been interesting, the the number of people that I, I think we've all met, and, and some I, I have come through training team and I may never see them again. But there's a lot of core people who I have met too, and I think a lot of us have met who who, who we do get a chance to come back and see. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just some of the stuff that that's been said too, as far as I, I just look up to the people I'm running with because for for just the motivation. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's just like when you're with a group run and the conversation, you know, everybody's got different personalities. Everybody's got different life experiences to share and just listening to what everybody has to say. The miles just go by. It's just, and it's, that's just the power of group running. You can't get that when you're by yourself. You just got, you're you're alone with your thoughts. And I'm obviously we all have to do that as well. But um, I just look up to the people I'm, I'm running with because you know, without you, I wouldn't be able to, to have logged some of these weekly distances that, yeah, that I've been right. able to, and perhaps all of us have. So, yeah, we're really good. Um, but um, but yeah, so no, I mean, but um, yeah, I just it's um, I'm just again thankful for for Big River Training Team, and don't take it for granted. But uh, I appreciate everyone I've met. Yeah, Billy. So, yeah, I, I think I said this earlier, but I have definitely met some lifelong friends through running and even, you know, people who have moved away that we keep in touch with. Um, and probably, not probably, most importantly, uh, I met my husband through running. Uh, we both ran cross country in high school together. He was a year behind me. We didn't date in 
um, high school, but we ran back into each other, literally. I went out to a summer speed work session with Big River, and he was out there. And um, so, yeah, so that's an important uh, connection through running. Absolutely. Uh, and just, yeah, being able to understand one another on that level, too, because I, I think runners are a unique uh, <laughs> crew of, of folks and so having that mentality and being able to understand one another in that regard and then knowing that you know we're going to be out there spending time as endurance athletes um pounding miles and now he's a cyclist so he spends even more time out, out there so i think there has to be that level of understanding so that's helpful um and then mentors yeah i mean i um, i've always looked up to um Dina Castor and um, Des Linden and, um, you know, and then just the, the random 70-year-old woman who might be running down the street. Like, I hope to be able to do that someday. Yeah, I had the uh, honor and privilege of being able to pace Pat Britt for the St. Louis Gill a couple weeks ago. He's 85 years old, and he has an agreement with his wife where he'll only run a marathon like every five years. So I walked the first three hours with him, then handed him off to some other but Definitely very, very inspirational. So. Nick? Uh, running is definitely um, like an awesome way to, to make friendships. Um, in high school, uh, these two guys are running with like they're my best friends now and like so after like you know high school we still talk and hang out stuff like that um unfortunately they don't run anymore um but uh yeah um then my role model or someone i look up to is my brother so yeah he's the one who you're trying to catch his 5k speed right yeah. Yeah. Cool. The best time. I've uh, right now I'm faster than him. So, so, what is that time? Eighteen fourteen is his fastest five k time. So, very nice. Final question as we wrap this thing up: What sort of advice would you have to people who are thinking about getting into running, either as uh, from the social aspect or from the physical, the health aspect? What sort of advice? Would you have? Um, I think the biggest thing is figure out what you want to get out of it. Um, you know, there's lots of different, you can run a marathon, you can run a 5k, you can want to lose weight, you can want to make friends. Um, focus on one goal. Good. Andy? Yeah. Focus on one goal, make a plan to that and then, and then stick to it. Those injuries, those difficulties, all the times I've had those have come out of me just being stupid and, and not following the clear plan I had. Greg, how about you? Uh, I just said do it. Um, you know, it's going to suck in the beginning, but don't get too discouraged. Just stick with it and take it easy to start with. Just don't go don't go nuts in the beginning. Just take it nice and slow. Again, resorting back to that why everyone else has been saying. It's going to get you through the difficult times of running as well. I've got two things, and they're going to sound like cliches. Um, the, the hardest step is the step out of bed. So if you can do that, you're on the right path. And then the second one is, is something that I tell myself when I'm struggling. I can always go as far as I've already gone. And that helps me to just keep trying. It's, the, I mean, the hardest battle is in here and in here. You gotta, you gotta just say, I can do this, but at the same time, I mean, don't push yourself too hard, but I mean, Effort is what's going to get you where you're going. Yep. 
right? So I think the two things that have, have, have kind of come out today is the physical health aspect. I think we all can appreciate that, the cardio. But uh, as I think it's, has come up uh, a couple times as well as the mental health aspect as well. So there's two different types of health and both are, both are equally important and uh, both are clear uh, items that, that I get out of, of running. And it's, it's both are motivating factors for me to, to get up five o'clock, whatever time I have to get up in the morning to, to meet for a run. So, really? Uh, I think trying to make it a habit, you know, make it a lifestyle and, and be patient with yourself, like I said earlier. And, and try to enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Um, uh, I would say just buy some people around. Uh, thank you all so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. You guys have busy schedules. So. Um, to everybody on Podville, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To everyone else, thanks for listening. This is another Real Purpose. Thank you. That's it. That's a wrap. Yay. Good job, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. I know this is my first, first podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hopefully you can edit all my <laughs> uh,